the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Yes, it is, and welcome back. Tuesday, April 12, 2022. The news from New York City this morning was alarming. A mass shooting on the subway system. It dominated immediately all of cable news. And then the press conference with a newly inaugurated police chief and a new governor. The mayor could not be at the press conference because this most conscientious and careful of men who so exemplifies the abundance of caution that he's enforcing mask mandates on children under the age of five and firing city employees who question such a policy. Well, he was out with COVID. Pause on that a moment, by the way. The perfect picture of progressivism is sexualizing five-year-olds and masking two, three, four, and five-year-olds. The first thing I heard at the press conference is nobody has been killed. Thank God. The second thing I heard was the commissioner saying it did not look like the shooting was an act of terrorism. I have no idea how you can dismiss terrorism when the suspect is at large and you still know so little. It may or may not turn out to be. But the stampede or rush, the exigency to make certain this could not be an act against the state or this state, soaked in Democratic Party principles and politicians, housed in a country led by Democratic Party principles and politicians that require immediate dismissal. No terrorism here. Who could hate and want to target in America or New York led by Democrats? For what it's worth, by the way, this is not a universal assessment. The mayor is contradicting the police on this. So everything is going great in Gotham, including the non-functioning security camera at the subway station. All of this is something the left never has said. The left and the Democrats made a passion of blaming Republicans for being concerned about terrorism back in the early and mid-aughts. They called us Islamophobes, even after Fort Hood. Abundances of caution then were not the order of the day. The better to weaponize racism and bigotry against conservatives. The bad and sad truth was and still is terrorists don't have Republicans or Democrats, don't hate Republicans or Democrats. They hate America and Americans. File that one away for ideological shoes that may fit. To wit, see Bin Laden's bookshelf and why he was reading so much Noam Chomsky. Another thought then dawned on me. No deaths, not terrorism. If it were not New York City, would all of cable dedicate all of their hours and shows to this story? Did the media cover the Sacramento shooting, killing six and wounding 12 last week in anything like this? 27 people were shot and six were killed in Chicago this weekend. Did the news leave Chicago? It's a routine weekend story in that city, unfortunately. Five people were shot within seven hours in Oakland, killing a 15-year-old girl this weekend. Did that story get out of Oakland? Or has the routine and expectation so lowered our sensibility, so numbed us that we are now inured to just letting certain parts of our country fall and fail in their defining of deviancy down as they endow and elevate their dysfunction upward? Well, that is the conceit of New York. As Dennis Prager said two years ago, if COVID started in North Carolina, New York would never have shut down. 
But as then-Governor Andrew Cuomo and the media in New York City convinced America and the world back in those days, New York values and New York sensibilities and New York politics and New York anxieties are or should be America's values and sensibilities and politics and anxieties. And too many believed that. Donald Trump press conferences in those days were often cut away from so as to cover Andrew Cuomo press conferences instead as if Andrew Cuomo were the president. He wasn't. He was just the Democrat. The next thought I had, Joe Biden made a big pronouncement yesterday on the Democrats' latest neologism, ghost guns. How serious an issue is ghost guns that it requires a massive news and press conference and media blitz from the administration? 325 quote-unquote ghost gun homicides in five years. Four-tenths of one percent of all gun homicides, using statistics on gun shootings very conservatively. Now, this, of course, comes to us as Jen Psaki only five days ago condemned Republicans for not focusing on quote-unquote kitchen table issues, as she called them, identifying the things most important to Americans. She said the economy, COVID, and the country's mental health crisis. The cause of her outburst, Republican governors trying to keep gender-changing discussions from five-year-olds in public classrooms, trying to protect women's sports by keeping them for women, trying to keep boys out of girls' bathrooms at public schools and accommodations. Okay, one person's kitchen table issue is another's overreach, but two things. One, when did, until five days ago, you hear from this administration that it was turning to mental health as a major concern and an initiative? I've been talking about it for 25 years and ramped it up over COVID, all the while Democrats were dismissing those concerns because, well, COVID required exacerbating mental health issues over and across every age and region. But the second thing is if gun violence is a kitchen table issue worthy of what the Biden administration unloaded yesterday regarding ghost guns, when the economy is tanking, when Russia is on the march, when the drug problem and attendant border problems here are exploding, how is it they decided to make such a federal ordeal over four-tenths of one percent of the problem? Well, they didn't tell you yesterday how insignificant the issue was. They needed an initiative in an effort to rescue themselves from uh, every other failing indicia in their social, economic, and international policies. That's why they did it. That's the Chicago way, as Barack Obama may have reminded them last week. Give them the old flim-flam flummox fool and fracturum. How can they hear the truth above the war, throw them a fake and a finagle, razzle-dazzle them, and they'll beg for more, so says the musical Chicago. Boy, the musicals of yore understood our politics better than most. There with the crisis industrial complex. I take that phrase as many recognize from Dwight Eisenhower's farewell address where he described the military industrial complex as having, quote, the potential for a disastrous rise of misplaced power that will Persist. He would go on to say, quote, we must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic processes so that security and liberty may prosper together, close quote. Well, as COVID fades via the impatience of Americans for more than two years of nonsense, and as the Russia invasion of Ukraine has become a story of breaking news, the jury's still deliberating, And as the real crises of our time, rising violent crime, a broken and bewildering immigration system, runaway inflation, spending, as those crises lose their hold, there must be one, even if it is a ghost. And I'm going to go out on a limb here and suggest that whatever gun was used today in New York City was not a ghost gun. 
it will, another prediction, be someone with a gun that was already obtained illegally. And I'll predict something further. The gunman either was, in fact, a terrorist or someone with a criminal record or suffering, yes, from a mental health impairment of some form or another. If he was, in fact, a terrorist, maybe we can take that issue seriously again, for it's not as if we just if we didn't just turn over Afghanistan to the very terrorist entity we went to war against there. And maybe we can have second thoughts, too, about running headlong into an agreement that further enriches and wealthens the leading state sponsor of terrorism in the world, which this administration is doing right now. If it was someone with a criminal record, maybe we can discuss that which seems to never get discussed in the cities with the worst crime, namely liberal incarceration policies and defining of crimes downward. Or maybe we can come back to the sensibility I spoke about yesterday in my monologue after all the protesting, rallying, rioting and Democratic Party footsie playing with notions of defunding the police attended by defunding some of their biggest precincts. After all that, maybe we can get serious again and realize America and Americans actually do need police just as the world just as the world does. If the shooter obtained the gun illegally, then maybe we should rethink more laws that breach the constitutional rights of every American in an effort to try and stop those who evade the laws that do that on a routine basis. Think for a moment. Why are the cities and states with the most strict gun laws also the cities and states with some of the highest use of guns in the commission of violence? And if this violence is resultant from a mental health disorder, perhaps an entirely New discussion is required. There are two things in society in our, in our world that the modern age and modern social science has tried to eliminate, suppress, and depress. One is the notion of wrong or evil, and the other is insanity. The two can form a toxic confluence when put together. They can be toxic, toxic in themselves as well, of course. What we do not do enough of is in part that they can exist at all that they are objectively with us and not simply subjective matters of preference or whim or judgment, evil and insanity. The laws have sadly followed the culture on this issue, on insanity. It is now extremely difficult to involuntarily commit a mentally ill person against his will. Even with almost every obvious manifestation of insanity to every sane person around that person, the law protects the mentally ill more than it protects society, or in the end, even really the mentally ill. We don't fully know yet that such evidence manifested here, but we do know it is too often the issue. And we do know the policies throughout the country for the past two years have created and exacerbated mental health problems in both the young and the old, as was precisely predicted by those of us who know about this stuff. And the only reason more people don't know about this stuff is because we were literally censored on social and other media for issuing our concerns and warnings at the time. Glad to see Jen Psaki is making the issue worthy of discussion again, as it has, as predicted, at least according to her, landed on our kitchen tables now. And maybe, too, one last thought on all that anti-police talk and all the anti-cop policies of the past two years and all the heroism bestowed upon the, bestowed upon the likes of Colin Kaepernick, who depicted cops as pigs on his clothing. That last thought. Maybe a new esteem for real and classic heroes like our police and a renewed rejection of demagogues and demagoguery from knaves who set traps for fools. Turns out, you know, end of day, the classic and martial virtues that we used to know and esteem do keep us safe and free every 
time they are tried. Let kids be kids. Let adults be adults. Let parents be parents. Let us not confuse the ethics of cops and robbers or the categories of right and wrong. And let us not punish the healthy and the safe while making a heroism of giving freedom and latitude to the evil, the bad, the criminal. There used to be a phrase for that upside-down world. It was disorientation. In too many places, that phrase is just another day in America. It shouldn't be. There are still some things that remain true, regardless of every effort summoned to change history and change nature and replace the the Constitution. You still can't make men without chests and expect of them virtue and enterprise. I'm Seth Liebson, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. <laughs> You're playing a little from Chicago. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. He did that for me just as I was giving him grief over the break. <laughs> All right. That is probably the best coal on my head you can dump. Mike is in Maricopa. Hello, Mike. How are you? I am excellent, Seth. Thanks for... Um covering these subjects, I think it's pretty important. I, I notice how the uh, they've tried to politicize uh, this shooting. Uh, there was, even after the mayor or the police had come out and identified his uh, him as a, a black male, oftentimes the rest of the news media just says they're looking for. The oh my guy. gosh, you read my mind, Mike. Let me let me let me uh, let me fill they, in for the audience a little bit what you already know. I was looking at this too. So the new police commissioner is a is is a is a female. Her her last commissioner Sewell. Her name is Sewell. Last name is Sewell. And she said at the press conference today that the suspect is a black male who's wearing a green construction vest. Excuse me. <clears throat> Sorry. The suspect is a black male who is wearing a green construction vest and a gray hooded sweatshirt. That's what she said at the at the press conference. She also put out a tweet. We need the public's help apprehending the individual responsible for shooting multiple people today on the subway in Brooklyn. The suspect is a black male who is wearing a green construction vest and a gray hooded sweatshirt. Now, I've never lived in New York, but I would not be surprised if residents of New York go to the national paper of record, which actually has the name of their state and city in it, the New York Times. I wouldn't be surprised if that's where they go to get their information online. And if you go to the New York Times story today... Brooklyn subway shooting. It's the top story online. Let me read this to you, this paragraph. At a news briefing, Commissioner Sewell said that the police were seeking a man with a heavy build who had been wearing a green construction vest and a gray shirt. Does that sound like what the commissioner said? Something's missing there, isn't it? No. Something is missing. Commissioner Sewell said that the police were seeking a man with a heavy build who had been wearing a green construction vest and a gray shirt. I was curious to see if this was an infection of all East Coast major corporate media, so I went to the Washington Post. Here's the Washington Post story. The suspect, Sewell said, wore a green construction-type vest and a gray hooded sweatshirt. The suspect, Sewell said, wore a green construction-type vest and a gray hooded sweatshirt. It's not what the commissioner said. It's not what the commissioner said. The New York Times are not, and the Washington Post are not quoting the commissioner. The commissioner said the suspect is a black male who was wearing a green construction vest and a gray hooded switch. Why would you take an important piece of the information for the public out while the suspect is at large? Why would you do that? Is that making you safer, or is that making you safer when you go and speak at the University of Chicago? 
That's for sure. Well, and then the other thing, too, is look at some of the things that have happened fairly recently. They didn't have any problem with that new Supreme Court, uh, Kalanji Brown-Jackson. Brown-Jackson, yeah. They certainly said that a bazillion times, a black female, a black female. Yeah, yeah, And and remember previously. And they did it with Kamala Harris when she was running for vice president. And they also, with the Alwyn Cash that was awarded the Congressional Medal of Honor, the the one thing they had to politicize about that, he was the first African-American to receive the Congressional Medal of Honor since Vietnam, like, and all pride and all credit to him for that. I uh, Really, truly, all, right. all pride and all credit. I just find it amazing in a safety situation, in a safety threat situation. The commissioner has no but The commissioner, who also, by the way, happens to be black, has no, no problem describing the individual at large, the suspect at large. She gave as much of a um, description as she possibly could. And the Washington Post and the New York Times, I have to tell you, the AP did too. They filtered it. They filtered yep. it. Do you and think they wonder- are out there looking out for your safety? Or do you think they're Obviously. out there looking out for making sure you think right? Yeah, they're trying to conceal something. And talking about thinking right, as we go back, I think it was in October of last year, we had a DE agent that was gunned down yeah. on the Amtrak yep. in Tucson. And as far as I know, no big major news nope. media outlet nope. even reported nope. on it at all. Nope, nope. We're supposed to just get used to that, Mike. We're supposed to be used to what's going on in Chicago every weekend. We're supposed to get used to what's taking place in Oakland every weekend. By the way, when you do read those stories, the races involved there are often absent as well. I just think it's an I just think it's a dangerous game we're playing. You know, I had occasion yesterday to say political p- political correctness will kill us. It will kill us. It has been killing us. I'm Seth Leibson. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. It is time for our culture and economy update. That means it's time for John Dombrowski. He is the president and founder of Grand Canyon Planning Associates. GrandCanyonPlanning.com is his website. And he has his own radio show here, too, every Saturday morning at 7 a.m., the word on well. J.D., how are you today? Fantastic, Seth. Thank you. I've got a ch- You like to do historical trivia with me. I've got one sure. for you. Okay. Last time inflation was this high. Oh, gosh, yeah. The number one TV show in America was Dallas. Okay. The number one movie in America was Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, my gosh. It was the same year IBM launched its first PC with MS-DOS, <laughs> and Prince Charles and Princess Diana got married. Well, unfortunately, or fortunately, I probably know the year 1981. Yeah. Yeah, 1981. <laughs> 1981. That's... It was, a, it was, was a very bad year, yeah, actually. Yeah, it was a very bad year. Uh, and but this but is it was too? the start of something good. Yeah. It was the start of Reaganomics, right? Yes, yes. It was the start of Reaganomics, <laughs> and it took, what, about another year to get through yeah. it, didn't it? Yeah. It took another mm-hmm. year. Tell me what we learned today. Well, we did We did have uh, some numbers come out, economic numbers. As we know, the Bureau of Labor Statistics came out today with the inflationary numbers. Uh, and, you know, last month in February, uh, we had a 7.9 increase in inflation, and we knew that that was terrible, and that was uh, the worst since 1981. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? In March, uh, 8.5% is the new number, mm-hmm. so up another six-tenths of a percent. 
uh, in March compared to last year. So not uh, very uh, good numbers. And we saw the markets opening very strong this morning, Seth. Uh, and I was uh, wondering when these numbers were going to come out and what the what the you know results were going to be. They were worse than expected, and that did uh, get the market a little bit uh, in a tiff and wound up giving back all the gains that they had early in the morning mm-hmm. and closed fairly flat. So um, it's hard to say, but uh, I think there's so much talk about these inflationary pressures that we're feeling, which are valid. There's no question about it. In this article, Seth, that uh, they talk about the, the percentages for each category yeah. of food and yeah. for housing and for fuel and for you know heating, uh, everything is up. Yeah. And the average person is feeling it. And that was one of the CBS poll that was taken as well. Uh, about how people are feeling, or do they feel that it's difficult, a hardship, or is it just inconvenient or has no effect on you? Well, the majority said it is difficult and it's a hardship, 66% of the people that were polled. So it's it's not good right now. It's not good. Uh, it would be better if we could be leveled with about this. Joe Biden today mm-hmm. at an event was talking about how it's because of Vladimir Putin. The numbers and the history and the graphs and the charts do not show that. They show that inflation started spiking yes. in, uh, in, in well, started to rise in January of 21 mm-hmm. and really spiked in April and uh, May and June of 21. Yeah, this was long ago. before anyone ago. was. Yeah. even able to point to Ukraine on a map. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, no, this is certainly um, something that I think the current administration owns, and it has nothing to do with – I wouldn't say nothing at this point to do with outside influences because, yes, outside influences will have some effect sure. on it. But as you said, th- yeah, this was already in the in the works uh, prior to Russia invading Ukraine, no it, question about in it. In fact, they were denying it, saying yeah. it was going to be a temporary inflation yeah. before and the Russian exactly invaded Exactly right. Ukraine. It was yeah. uh, transitory. transitory, wasn't that the yeah. words? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, they use a word like transitory. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly, John. Yeah, things exactly. changed. Well, do you, do you think there is going – is this going to be a lagging indicator for market problems, or do you think the market will move independent of the inflation numbers? Well, I think the inflation numbers will always have an effect okay. on the market. Um, it's just a matter of how companies – are going to react to it. What are they going to be doing to position themselves to be able to battle this inflationary pressure that they're feeling, whether it's the cost of their parts uh, for building the products that they do or the services that are provided with the cost of labor going up? Uh, companies have a, find a way to get lean and mean. I think I've talked about this in the past. And they find a way to you know, create profits for their shareholders. I think that will be the same. It's going to be a, bit, a little bit difficult. We're seeing some of the uh, rotation happening in the markets right now out of some of these tech companies, which are a little bit higher price to earnings versus some of the traditional uh, consumer staples types of products or even commodities right now that are certainly showing strength in the market. So there's some repositioning, which we're doing, bal- rebalancing in our portfolios Good. to make sure that we're yeah. keeping up with what's happening in the economy for our clients. Do we have time for something real funny? A listener yes. just listening to us just emailed me while you were talking, John. Yeah. He said, I made 1981 sound so much better than today. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> better exactly. TV shows, better movies, yeah. better royalty. Yeah. I God used to watch Dallas. I love it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Well, securities and advisory services offered to Client One Securities LLC, a member of Finran Sipic and an investment advisor, Grand Canyon Planning Associates LLC and Client One Securities LLC are not affiliated. GrandCanyonPlanning.com. Check it out. Thanks, you got it. Thank Bye-bye. you, John Dombrowski. Seth Leapson. We'll be right back. 
Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. Portions of which are brought to you by the good people at Balance of Nature, balanceofnature.com. It's pure, potent plant power. You take it once a day in the vegetarian capsules that Balance of Nature provides. It's the only whole food supplement with no additives, fillers, extracts, synthetics, pesticides, or added sugar. The only thing in the capsules is pure fruits and vegetables, a blend of 16 whole fruits and 15 whole vegetables, and it's the good stuff. No added sugar, no added anything, 100% all natural. And, you know, if you don't like swallowing capsules, they make them easy to open, designed to easily open so that you can sprinkle the contents into a drink or on top of some food or something like that if that's what you prefer. But they're not any different than any other Size capsules, that's how I take them. Take them once a day, and they keep my energy up, my immunity boosted, my health strong. I'm convinced the balance of nature is what's kept me well for three years running. Balanceofnature.com. See what it can do for you. If you order them, make sure to use discount code BALANCE. Discount code BALANCE. I need to be more thorough with you, Bill. You were just putting in my ear that we have this you were reminding me of some topics we talked about last week that we didn't air on the show. I got to be more thorough because you you said when did you say they were they were Dagny and treats and blindness Dagny blindness and treats. Okay, I don't know what to do. I don't remember what I was thinking at the time, uh, but maybe it'll come to me. Dagny, for those that don't know, is my wonder dog. She got groomed today. She all, do your dogs get when when you give them a bath? Do they all go? crazy afterwards they're all proud of themselves or something or they they're proud that they suffered through it i don't know it's funny her energy zooms up it's like giving her balance of nature anyway 602 it's a little more serious issue a lot more serious issue heavily serious issue in my monologue i was talking uh with you about um the the shooting homicides in cities that we just now kind of accept as normal Take for granted, nothing to see here, not surprised by it. The numbers out of Oakland, the numbers out of Chicago were two I gave you. I could look up other cities and do it there, too. Well, here's something out of Washington, D.C. I stumbled on, and this is our nation's capital. Ten people dead, killed over the weekend from fentanyl drug overdoses. Ten in a weekend in D.C., nation's capital. Ten Almost all the fentanyl in this country, almost all of it comes through the border, the southern border, almost all of it. I don't want people to think of the southern border as an Arizona problem or a Texas problem or a California problem or a New Mexico problem. It's A, a world problem, and it's B, an American problem. And it's serious. Doug Ducey yesterday, Governor Ducey just announced, uh, I think it was yesterday, yeah, yesterday announced uh, seizure by uh, Customs and Border uh, of 18 pounds of fentanyl, 18 pounds. Do you know what that could do if it weren't caught? Four million people dead is what it could do. It's what it could do. That's that's what's going on at our border. Now, Jen Psaki, as I mentioned also in my monologue, said that Americans are focusing on what she calls kitchen table issues. And she gave us three of them that we should consider kitchen table issues. The economy. COVID and the country's mental health crisis. Uh, The economy. Okay, yes, that is a kitchen table issue. And it has been made one by this administration, not by Vladimir Putin. As I was talking about with John Dombrowski, if you go to the Wall Street Journal, 
today. They just break it out for you very well. In the editorial page, this isn't Putin's inflation. They break it out with timelines and graphs, and you can see it. You don't need to do math. You don't need any math to do this. Funny enough, the math doesn't actually fully work out. I don't know how they're getting an 8.5% year-over-year inflation spike. We'll talk to the Hallmans about this. They'll both be back, uh, thank goodness, uh, in our third hour. But I don't really know how you get 8.5% year-over-year. As Scott Johnson was writing over at the Powerline blog, you see the month-over-month number was 1.2%. He writes, no one told me arithmetic would be involved, but I think that amounts to 14.4% on an annualized basis, not 8.5%. How do they nearly have it? Well, we'll talk to the Hallmans about that when they get in. They have, I think, some thoughts on that as they were mentioning it to me. But think about those 10 deaths in D.C. Wouldn't you want to know about that kind of thing if this were in your nation's capital? Why is that only a local story? W, uh, it, it's a, I don't need to mention it. It doesn't matter. It's a, w, it's a, it's a local uh, tel- television station in Washington, D.C. has that story. That's a, that, that's, that's a, that's a pretty terrible thing. I, so the reason I'm raising it is I'm worried about the things we're getting used to. I use the word numbed or inured, I-N-U-R-E-D, inured to. You get this a lot of different ways. One of them is obviously through getting used to decadence by defining it downward. You can define it downward as they do in California when it comes to crime routinely by moving felonies into misdemeanors and lowering the threshold for the the cost of the items that are being stolen as to being, uh, you know, subject to arrest and prosecution. That's one way you can do it. So instead of, uh, in, in, you know, in, in, instead of arresting people for stealing items over $800 or, eight, eight, or $1,000, you make it eh, $600, $500. My numbers are off just a little bit because I haven't looked, but that's exactly what the, how they do it in California. More crime, less news. That's what that means. More crime, less arrests. That's what that means. More crime, less attention, less prosecution. That's what that means. I don't know, by the way enough yet and i hope we will find out soon sooner the better about this new york city gunman i don't know how he got onto the train platform if he bought a ticket you know a a a, a train pass or a train ticket or not i don't know but i do know when new york city turned around crime under mayor giuliani and um and uh and 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 Bratton and 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 the and the new and the new New York crime com stat system they brought in, working off the broken windows theory of George Skelling and um, and uh, and uh, I'm blanking on the other guy's name. Uh, I'll think of it in a moment. It's okay. It doesn't matter. When they were working off the George Skelling broken windows theory, one of the things they learned to do was arrest people who were jumping the turnstiles in the subways, going after small crimes. The volunteer window washers. One of the reasons they did that was they realized when you nab these guys who are committing small crimes, you will do two things. You will stop people getting used to watching and living with small crimes. And you will note what almost any prosecutor can tell you, which is when you arrest someone for these kinds of crimes, you will usually find them wanted for a lot of other crimes. They will usually have a rather large rap sheet. Now, what was going on when Giuliani was doing that? 
James Q. Wilson was the other one. Just came to me. Sorry, Jim Wilson. Jim Wilson, George Skelling. What was going on when Giuliani was implementing the the, the Wilson and uh, Skelling theses? The left were condemning them. That's what was going on. Crime got reduced. The city became habitable, and the left went crazy, angry, mad because they didn't like it. You almost wonder if they want us to get used to decadence and numb to crime and problems. You almost wonder. I'm Seth Leibson. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show, 602-508-0960. Another aspect to what took place in New York is the non-functioning parts of the city that should be routinely functioning and that we expect to have function. Why were the cameras not operative? Why were they, Why was the video camera, why was the closed-circuit camera not operative at the train station today in Brooklyn? What is going on in a country where the basics are being ignored, the fundamentals are being dismissed and neglected, while the frivolous are being enforced and taking all the energy and attention? You know, when you have a government whether it's federal, state, local, when you, when you have a government of few and defined powers and objectives, you can happily and comfortably move into the other areas that are constitutionally allowed once you have those basics and fundamentals covered. Once you have those covered, it makes sense to see the government trying to improve other areas so long as the Constitution and the law allows for that. But what do you have here? What you have here is an entirely upside-down situation where the press secretary is telling us not to be concerned about our kids in public schools, but rather be concerned about everything else from COVID and the economy that she deems to be kitchen table issues. What the mayor in New York City wants us to be exquisitely concerned about is keeping two to five-year-olds in masks. To who safety is he mandating that? Not his. It didn't save him from getting COVID. That's why he wasn't live at the press conference today and had to do his, uh, his statement from his home. By the way, I think Janine Pirro suggested this, and I think she's probably right. He's a former cop. Get yourself in a mask. You're vaccinated. Your whole city's vaccinated. Get out there and be among the people and show some leadership rather than hiding out in your home if you think masks are such good ideas and vaccines are such good ideas as to stop the spread. You're asymptomatic enough to be on television. Get out there and show some leadership. But I want to say that about the entirety of the government. Get out there and show some leadership on the few and defined responsibilities you were given and leave the rest of us alone on all the extraneous, frivolous stuff that should be left to our own decision-making processes and our own values. Otherwise, you will continue to see those major elements of society that we expect, starting with with civic safety, starting with that, just continually fall by the wayside. Your hour coming up. Open line 602-508-0960. We'll be right here for you when we come back.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.